Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Small Consolation, uh, and uh, we'll be getting you in the spooky spirit this evening with another Call of Cthulhu scenario. Um, this time it will be coming from the uh, 1920s Mansion of Madness uh, book published by Chaosium. Um, they put out a lot of uh, good stuff for the system that they publish, which is called Cthulhu. So. Um, this is one of their official books um, from the 6th edition of the game, but works well with 7th, which is what we're running. Um, but tonight's adventure is going to be uh, an exploration, as with all Cthulhu tales, an exploration of madness and misadventure in the sanatorium. The scene opens with uh, a series of intrepid investigators huddled on the bow of a fishing vessel just off the coast of uh, Massachusetts. Uh, just, um, the, the boat slices through the water at the, uh, in the evening. It's uh, about the, uh, right about the same time of year as we're currently experiencing now, so kind of maybe a little earlier in the fall, so September-ish. Um, but uh, there's a bit of a chill in that northeastern air, and the water is choppy, and as it splashes against the prow of the vessel, it uh, is illuminated in icy sea greens and, like, cut glass. And uh, the... There's some storm clouds on the horizon, but uh, for the most part, the, the voyage looks clear. Um, but as the boat is traveling along, we zoom in to see the first of our travelers, Dr. Clayton Forrester. Um, he's a man of average height and build, with, uh, he's, he's relatively thin, handsome at an age of 26, and his hair is silvery and gray, catching in the, the setting rays of the sun. Uh, so tell us, Dr. Clayton, uh, what are you doing at these beginning moments of our voyage? Uh, I am reading a letter of invitation from my mentor, Aldous Brewer, as I am doing my psychology residency on his island. Of course. You unfold the parchment, and it's spattered with the sea, sea water and salt, and uh, you clear it off and look at the, the cursive, the neat cursive script written by Dr. Brewer, um, and says, Dear Dr. Forrester, so glad to hear you could accept my invitation to visit. I'm looking forward to showing you the latest developments in my research. I'm also anxious to bring you up to date on my experiments. There's been several more exciting developments since the publication of my article in the Journal of the American Psychological Society a few months back. I trust you've read it. There will be a few surprises too. You can count on that. My isolation is quite tolerable. The staff and I think of ourselves as a family. Old Ebenezer, uh, you've, well, you'll have met him on the ride over is always ready to ferry one of us over to the mainland if we should feel the need to touch base with civilization. This summer, we've been blessed with regular dinner, a regular dinner companion in the form of Mr. Shelley, a graduate student from Princeton. He's camped on the north beach of the island, 
conducting some sort of bird study. You'll find him witty and pleasant. Looking forward to seeing you, Dr. Aldous Bruin. As we pan around uh, and the vessel rocks in the waves, we come across the second of our investigators. Um, and this, this would be the undertaker, Lissa Tzatziki. She's 33 years old and a 10 in size and in looks and perhaps in insanity as well. There's a wild glint in her eyes uh, and her full body bounces with every bump and uh, thro throwing of the vessel in the sea. Um, but uh, what are you doing at this point, Lissa? I'm enjoying the boat ride. <laughs> Gross. Just looking out, taking in all of the, the, the atmosphere of this brisk autumn evening. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm out of Purell and thought maybe I could restock at the sanitarium. <laughs> <laughs> the other, our other uh, female passenger on this journey is none other than Iris Fleming, registered nurse. She's 37, about 5'3", five, 5'4", five, or so. Um, she, she's wiry and strong, a woman who looks like she's had to deal with a fair number of troublesome patients throughout the years. Um, she's perhaps had a harder life than some, but may also come from a, a background somewhat fortunate as well, and monetarily. But uh, what is Iris doing? on this, this boat is where our, our scene opens. Um, Iris, she is uh, kind of keeping to herself on the corner and just looking out on the sea. Um, recently she has inherited a great wealth due to uh, a family member uh, passing away. Um, but said family member was unfortunately um, interned at an asylum and she is interested in using her newfound wealth to um, make sure that future asylum patients uh, are well taken care of um, as her family was. And last but not least for our visitors headed towards the sanatorium under Dr. Brewer's care, we have Atticus Freeman. Um, he's leaned up against the railing. Uh, you can tell he's uh, a strong man, um, tall and imposing. Um, what, what, what's he doing at this, at the early stages of this, this trip? Um, well, Atticus is probably wondering what he's doing here, because he just kind of came on a whim at the invitation. Um, he's a parapsychologist by trade, so of course he's always skeptical of things, and even though he wants to prove that the supernatural is real, he 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 does so by debunking it to see what's left. Interesting. So perhaps he's heard uh, some rumors surrounding Doctor Brewer's quote-unquote experience, uh, experiments and his methods, and you know he probably will have read some of these his articles in the past. So, uh, in fact, go ahead and everybody give me an education roll real quick. I have a strong success. Okay. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> I think I got zeros. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
That would be ten. That's a zero, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's just sixty. I've passed. Okay. So actually, now that I think about that's it, that's a ten. If, um, zero on the D ten is yes, ten, but yeah, zero right, on the right. hundred is zero. Yeah. Oh, so, so ten. This, that would be that would be a success. <laughs> success. I failed. You failed. And what was your skin? I, I passed. Okay. So. Um, because we're going under, right? At any rate, uh, at various well, points, uh, the three of you, uh, it makes perfect sense, you and your studies of parapsychology and the others trying to keep up with the latest medical journals and experiments, uh, have uncovered um, some of Dr. Brewer's um, research yourselves. Um, in fact, uh, since um, Mr. Forrester was working uh, with um, Dr. Brewer at various times, you also unfold an article of his that you'd been studying on the trip over, um, and it reads as follows. If we accept for a moment the theory that the collective unconsciousness is the source of all myth, we have to ask if it is not possible to consciously tap the source. Experience with hypnosis, sometimes combined with powerful new drugs, have shown some evidence to support this. Subject A showed little response to any treatments but B was quite positive. Not only were unsuspected areas of knowledge revealed during these sessions, but at times the subject demonstrated an entirely different personality. This personality, um, on the few occasions that it was observed to emerge, used archaic, almost biblical syntax, perhaps indicating that a true archetypical form may have been reached. This personality was very powerful and almost compelling, causing one to wonder if phenomena such as this is not the explanation for the possessions of the Middle Ages and in more recent times of the voodoo cults in the Caribbean. While never reaching the archetypical content of B, subject C was nonetheless of interest. Numerous personality types were brought to the surface, one claiming to have lived during the time of the Egyptian pharaohs. Surprisingly enough, the subject did display a very fairly thorough knowledge of the history of that long-dead civilization, though later research showed much of it to be pure flights of fancy. All three showed a certain commonality of mythic form, although admittedly much was difficult to decipher. So, um, so at any rate, the three of you have come across his, his studies before, so you know that he's, he's worked with uh, extensively with psychoanalysis and hypnosis with his patients to try and uncover some of these, you know, what perhaps with, you know, some of your um, emerging medical knowledge again in the 1920s here, you know, a lot is left unknown, but you may have heard of cases such as this manifesting where people almost seem to have alternate personalities accessible only through some uh, heavy medication or sometimes um, like alternative treatment methods. Yeah, all of this weighs heavily on your minds as you uh, are riding in this this rusty old fishing boat um, towards towards the uh, sanatorium that uh, Dr. Brewer uh, has written about, and and you you all know that this facility is is renowned for really being a very modern um, and elite um, retreat for those who are suffering from uh, mental maladies. They uh, it's 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 got a good reputation for the treatment of its patients, and um, it's known for sparing no expense and really creating comfortable a comfortable environment for them um, but uh, that does little to diminish the kind of this the the 
the chill in the night air and the, the sense of foreboding that you get as your vessel goes onwards into the night. Um, so, kind of sitting back towards the, or, or manning, manning the helm, rather, in the, in the vessel, um, is the, the man that was mentioned in, in the letter, um, Ebenezer. Old, old Ebenezer, as he is often referred to, he's a, a sailor, like, he, he was, you know, pretty chatty out of the gate, like, just looks like the archetypical fisherman, kind of, he's got the grizzled gray beard, and he wears the, the sailor's cap, and kind of just lots of, like, like heavy wall, and, um, uh, you can tell he's a he's a sailor of considerable skill, and so far the trip has been smooth and everything. But he's always happy to regale anyone he can pin down with a story of his past exploits. So you hear him now, kind of whistling away at the helm. Is there is there anything that anyone would like to to do um, to alleviate the silence of the trip? I want to know what he knows about where we're going. Ah, uh, yes, the the sanatorium. I I know it well. I ferry all kinds of folks through these these waters back and forth. Traveled it many a time. It's a fine establishment, I tell you. Doctor Doctor Brewer's a kind man and good with his patients. Now, nowhere near as interesting these waters, I tell you, as those I've seen in the past off the coast of Africa. I'll have you know. <laughs> Mermaids, we saw, lad. <laughs> Mermaids, I tell you. <laughs> and so he kind of launches into this grand, grand story about that. I will uh, listen to his tales as he gets us to the island. Because mm-hmm. when when he finishes the story, me who seemed completely uninterested at the time, I pipe up at the very end of the story. And goes, I was a mermaid once. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of looks at you, he looks at you strangely, like, not, like, you almost get the impression that maybe a part of him believes you. That's kind of the life that this man has led. But, but before, you know, before paying it too much heed, then he launches into that mighty strange thing to say, last, but, but not as strange as the, the god who ruled the trading post in the Amazon. I'll have you know, we got there. Whispers of a city of gold. It, it was mostly bamboo when we actually got there. But the villagers, they worshipped the founder as a, as a god. I, turns out he was just an explorer, I guess. But, <laughs> but you know, it was... <laughs> and he continues on this like this for some time. He's uh, just kind of... His, his tales begin fantastically and end somewhat disappointingly. You're, you're never quite sure what to make of it. But, but you do get the sense that... Uh, he took a uh, he he took what Lissa had to say to heart, perhaps. But, One yeah. morning, I shot an elephant in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Iris skulks in the corner and thinks maybe Ebenezer should be a patient at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it like I said, it goes it goes on like this for quite some time, but eventually you see uh, a, a a rocky gray coast um again the sun's kind of starting to dip low at this point so it's kind of a just a swath of black on the horizon but you can kind of catch the tops of trees swaying um above the cliff sides and and as you 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 draw in closer the choppy waves kind of you it feels like it's threatening to crush the vessel against this sheer rock wall you kind of you see a small dock leading into a leading up to a crevice cut within the stone it's 
looks to be a kind of a walkway leading up this this cliff face. But uh, though you may you may doubt his 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 whether or not he's senile, it seems he's got all of his sailing skills, uh, and he's brought them to bear now. So the vessel just smoothly makes its way up to the dock, and eventually you um, basically ties off the boat. You're now free to get out onto the the weathered boards that are slick with seawater. I feel like I would just uh, grab my things and head up to the main entrance. Iris gives a forced smile to Ebenezer as she walks by him and says thanks. (laughs) 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 Jumps off the boat. (laughs) Okay. Everybody else just kind of packing everything up and going to try and... Uh, you, you see, as you as you begin removing your bags, Ebenezer kind of he 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 kind of says it's, it's quite a trek up the up the stairs. I'd be happy to to bring your bags up later if you want. Um, feel free to kind of uh, feel free to head on up, but it'll be a bit of a journey. We can kind of gradually get supplies unloaded. Mm, Atticus is gonna take his own shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd grab. At least my doctor bag and probably leave my clothes. Yeah, so you've probably got, yeah, most of you, uh, so in preparation for this journey after contacting Dr. Brewer, you had kind of arranged that this would be about a five-day stay, each each of you with your own objectives for kind of examining the facility and seeing what things were like, but um, yeah, so you've got food and supplies and things like that, but... Um, so most, for most of you, you're just kind of taking what you can carry for now, and you're just going to go ahead and head on up. It sounds good. Makes it sound like I'm a soldier. This is my scalpel. There are many like it. So Ebenezer nimbly springs ashore himself, despite his, his years, and kind of helps you get all your stuff gathered up. You can see high above you as you kind of look uh, the... Basically, there are steps that have been carved into the stone, and the stonework is, you know, it actually looks very clean and recent, well done. Um, So it's, you know, it's not going to be a particularly harrowing journey at the steps, but it is going to be a pretty long, winding path. But far above you, in the distance, you can see some warm lights now as the sun has basically fully dipped below the horizon. It's kind of uh, early uh, twilight here. It's... um, uh, they, it seems inviting, and uh, you can see that glow in the distance. Uh, you start making your ways up the way up the cliff. You're you're on the southern side of this island, so as you were coming in, you could see it was probably no more than you know you would roughly guess, um, maybe a mile or two in width as you were coming up. But again, a pretty uh, at least on the southern side, a pretty steeply dipping incline. Uh, so as, as you're heading off, Ebenezer kind of cheerfully waves goodbye to everyone, and, but informs you that he won't be able to join you yet. He's got to go and store the, the boat in the boathouse um, further on down the dock. So he does that as you uh, make your way up up the, the path. So I want to be acutely sad that, she, that, he's, that Ebenezer is not joining us. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're not coming... <laughs> Goodness! At that, at that, you can tell he's 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 flattered at least a little bit. He, he there's no hiding his fact that he's happy to interact with when, some new faces. Like whisper out of the corner of my mouth, you should know the dangers of the sirens. <laughs> he just gives you a, like he stops like 
slack-jawed for a moment and thinks about this, and then gives you a knowing wink and kind of whistles a tune as he goes about his business, like packing up the, the rest of the supplies. But anyway, as you as you get to the top of these these many steps, it's you know you guys, despite for the most part being in really pretty good shape, you're still winded. It's a uh, it's a tiring journey, and. You all sigh audibly with relief as you get to the top, um, and and stone gives way to a nice gravel pathway leading across um, what is actually there's there's uh, there is a paved road, um, a pathway that you can see kind of leads off or around um, was essentially a, a large forest back behind the san the sanatorium itself. So this building it's it's a tall. Um, Victoria Mansion. It's actually it's it constructed predominantly out of wood, as opposed to a lot of brick or stone or something. So it, it has more of a homey, a little bit more of a homey feeling to it, as opposed to being what you may have been more familiar with in other state-run um, establishments in the 1920s. So it's it you know it looks more like a nice place um, for the wealthy. But anyway, the Again, the, the warm porch lights kind of beckon you forward and you find yourself standing before the large double doors leading into this fine manor. We uh, make our presence known and knock on the door. Okay. Ooh, spooky. Dr. Forrester uh, goes forward and yep, knocks on the door and uh, after a mo moment you hear a, Hold your horses, I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, and... Uh, you see, an, an old woman Goodness kind of gracious. <laughs> cracks cracks the door open, and she's. But uh, the door was cracked. Uh, <laughs> and That's the uh, old woman. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, like at, at first, it, like it, the door only opens like just a little bit, and you see like half of a face. Like you see these kind of like large, like moon crescent moon. <laughs> glasses and a shock of frizzled hair like gray hair kind of sticking off to the side and does she have um, a brother named Albus <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't talk about that um, but no anyway she yeah she so this this old woman uh, opens the door and uh, says come on in come on in uh, and um, and like then seeing that, like, maybe being aware that you were going to be coming for this visit, she, like, props the door open and kind of shuffles off back into the, the corridor. And, again, you can see it's inside. It's well-lit and inviting and just a fine, fine manner. So you kind of... Inviting. You know, but you find it maybe a, a little odd that she just kind of you know welcomes you in and then kind of goes as if to move move away and kind of does anybody want to get her attention or just go on in? I'm just yeah, kind of follow. I'm, I'm just kind of trailing behind everyone, um, not really wanting to be associated because I I don't know. I'm just anxious about the whole meeting. Okay. As, so as you, you enter into the foyer, you can see it's, uh, I mean, every inch of this place is just opulent. Like, there's really no other word for it. Like, the, the floor is black and white tile with grand staircases circling around the sides leading up to a second floor. And uh, just 
you know, there's uh, fine, dark wooden wainscoting across every wall, and um, and gold, like, glittering chandeliers hanging from the ceilings. Um, but anyway... Uh, I feel like I need to sign a guest book. <laughs> well, and, and as you're wa- as you're walking in, kind Is there of going to be a wedding, <laughs> setting down your bags and uh, you know shaking the the chill out of out of your bones. I love wedding cake. Doctor, uh, the 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 woman uh, kind of moves away and says, "Doctor, Doctor Brewer's taking a nap upstairs." Oh wow, that was you may have to that, out. that was a frog. <clears throat> Doctor Brewer's taking. Oh god damn it. <laughs> She has Tourette's. <laughs> Are you a patient here? God damn it, Doctor Bruce, taking a nap. Take a goddamn nap. All right, we just have to drop that voice. It's not working anymore. Okay. No, you gotta keep it. Give her like a deep husky granny voice. Doctor, all the grannies you love, you know. Doctor Bruce, taking a nap. I'm in charge right now, she explains. You can wait in here. And, um... Would you like a lozenge? (laughs) (laughs) I brought brought some of those. Um, she she points... We can share. The the woman points off to a room uh, to your right, so you've entered, and she kind of motions off to another set of double doors (laughs) off to your right, and uh, says that you can wait in in the library. She's, uh... As she kind of moves out of the room, um, go ahead and give me a give me a listen roll, everybody. I fail. <laughs> oh, uh, what do we? Uh, so the D one hundreds and yes, robots. Really, a fumble fail for me. Sixty three. I don't have anything in the skill set, but it's twenty okay. percent. All right, so. You you know maybe you're 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 all kind of distracted taking in yeah, the I'm surroundings like you're kind of shelves instead of paying any attention to anything right else. You're, you're not you're not watching too closely so none of you hears the the hastened pattering of footsteps uh, as they come charging down a hall just further on past the library um, and uh, all too suddenly you see this this flash, this man come barreling around the corner and he lets out just this howl of rage and disgust. And he like throws himself onto uh, none other than Lissa as he comes charging charging around the corner. He's got a soft um, place to Ooh, he's fun! He's fun. <laughs> I like it here! Um, so... You know, he's basically he's he's grabbed a hold of you and he's like he's like screaming and trying to tackle you and take you to the ground and and the whole time he's uh, yeah he's just kind of. Did you read my FetLife profile? Is <laughs> 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 so I mean are you gonna are you gonna fight back? Yeah. Is anybody else gonna do anything? Is this like? Crazed man. I'm enjoying this. I'm hugging I'm I, him back. I think <laughs> I think I failed high enough that I'd never even heard this, and I'm still looking at the bookshelf. <laughs> so, so Iris has tried to stay afloat from like away from the group, kind of doing her own thing. But seeing like that happen, her nurse instincts kind of kicked in, 
And so okay. she tries to go over and help subdue the man. Alright. Uh, oh, can I do something? Sure, yeah. Well, since, since I have a library skill, maybe I'm distracted by the books and I'm trying to find something interesting and maybe helpful later on. Okay. Uh, so have you gone... Like in into the library oh, yeah, itself. In, okay, so you. Are, oh, are we? Yeah. Already? So like, basically, we were originally all in the foyer as the as the woman who let you in has kind of started to walk away. Um, I assumed we were all in the library. And okay, okay. So you were kind of moving over into the library. I'll uh, be like nurse, restrain him, and let's give him a shot of morphine. <laughs> I'm like, okay. bitch, I don't work for you. <laughs> you say as you try and I'm like doing this. this on my own okay. choice. All right, um, go ahead and go ahead and give me a, a brawl roll there, Iris. Well, nurse would just be your professional title. Ten, thirteen. That's a hard success. Okay, let's see. That's terrible. That's like a critical fumble. So, um, you know, it's you expect perhaps more resistance than you encounter as you try and pull this man um, off of uh, off of Lissa. It's you know he he's not exactly what you would call malnourished, but he's still he's like thin as a rail and just kind of you can tell he's probably somewhat infirm and just hasn't really tried to keep. Um, in peak physical condition in his time here, so you're you're pretty easily able to wrestle him off and get him to the ground and sort of subdue him. So, what, what do you want to do uh, from there? He's kind of he's kind of as you've got him like locked in kind of like an arm hold, you know, got him on the ground. He's kind of like you're all alike. She did this to me. You're all the same. He's kind of. Um, I'm just gonna attempt to kind of just um, not really shush him, but just be like, "Hey, hey, hey what's wrong? What's wrong?" See if like, because I, I at this point, obviously, I know I'm at an as- asylum, but I don't know if like, is he just yeah, I mentally? Think I will give him a shot of morphine, and he can take a nice nap. <laughs> okay. Um. um. Can I go over and um, try to use my persuasion and appearance to um, touch him gingerly and calm him down? Wow. Sure. Yeah. While he's getting ready to administer? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a, uh, well, um, a hard success, uh, extreme success. Uh, <laughs> it's under the little number. Yeah, okay. so it's a 12, my extreme success was a 15. So I'm persuading him, I'm, I'm like, um, I, I, I caress him like on the cheek very softly while he's being held, and I'm just like, you know, it's going to be all right, or like I'm just like, I, I, I just whisper sweet nothings to him as I like just brush his face to just try to get him to like relax for a moment. Well, now he's aroused, so there's another problem. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, as you reach out to kind of, like, as you come into physical contact with him, like, you reach out and touch his face, like, immediately you see him just just recoil, and you see anger. Um, how, you know, he's... Eventually, though, you can you can tell just maybe it's it's your appearance and your your kind demeanor or perhaps he just on some level senses a kindred spirit 
but he uh, he actually does kind of soften a little bit. Like uh, you kind of see him kind of calm down a, at least a little bit. He's at least he's not spitting on you, which is, <laughs> which is what you were a little bit worried might happen at first. He kind of that's hopeful. Crumples up and sulks basically <laughs> in his confines um and so you're uh so dr forrester's preparing a shot here um go ahead and give me like a pharmacy or a medicine check um whichever you you prefer do uh medicine and this is uh actually a failure (laughs) okay great you're gonna kill him um so not in the jugular. It's so it's a difficult thing to determine, you know, just really briefly, like with very limited information, exactly what dosage would be appropriate for a patient of of his size and in his condition. So you make some quick assumptions, uh, and you you prepare the dose and administer it, and you can tell that he does immediately just kind of you know relaxes and begins to just essentially. He pretty much just passes out. Uh, so maybe you maybe you got it just a little bit uh, on the high side. So he's he's kind of out of it at this like, point. What medical school did you go to where your first thought was just hit him with the morphine? <laughs> <laughs> it's the 1920s. What else do you hit him with? <laughs> um, you didn't try any cocaine first. The only <laughs> medical school. Oh God. <laughs> I'm 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 halfway to sex hair from that experience, <laughs> and uh, I'm just like. That was fun. He, he, he was fun. I'm gonna like it here. He was fun. Oh, yeah, Do you have t- another syringe for her next? <laughs> <laughs> I only got the cocaine left. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> oh no, she might be into needles. <laughs> I like to imagine that 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 seems actually like that would be very fitting of Iris. Like her response would just be like, "Do you have more for this one?" She's definitely not excited to be with other company. <laughs> So, yeah, now you've got this basically kind of like half-passed-out uh, patient, you assume, uh, and he's just kind of drooling on the floor at this point. It's kind of so cute. I'm just going to look around to see if anyone else was, like, concerned that this was a thing. Like, is there anyone chasing <laughs> no. this guy, or is there anyone I can talk to, like... What was the old lady's name? Who? Uh, okay, so you go over and you want to. She's still ask around. Her. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of, you know, she's just standing over there, just kind of like staring at everything <laughs> that's happened, and is, you, you, you <laughs> kind of catch her mumbling under her breath, like, "Doctor Brewer would never allow this to happen." <laughs> like, so I kind of turn to her and be like, "Is this always happen in a nice place like this?" <laughs> and uh, she she turns and. Um, is it safe to assume, like, at this point, you kind of, you ask her for her name, and she, yeah. okay, so she explains that the, her name is Blanche, uh, Blanche, Blanche. Richmond, and, uh, Biola. and she says, no, normally it's, <laughs> it's very under control, and, uh, but the doctor is sleeping right now, and, and the patients are running all over, making a mess of everything, and I can't cook, and <laughs> it's terrible. You don't have any other. So what do you do here? Uh, physicians to come collect this guy and return him to his room. They're all sleeping too. <laughs> go wake somebody. Can up. we? Yeah. Can we go wake them up, or is there somewhere we can take this guy? The doctor was in his office. Uh, don't go into the living room. There was a bit of an accident in the living room. 
And with that, she kind of turns and starts to shuffle away. And is so she I, all here with it? As as <laughs> Can I we're peek left through alone. the keyhole to the living room. So that's like the first. <laughs> uh, do we know where the living room? Is? Yeah. So so you guys are like like now you've kind of most of you anyway have moved the 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 unknown patient is just oh. sitting there drooling on the tile oh. in the foyer and you like kind of vibrate. Accident. Um and so basically the. If the entrance to the mansion is on the south side and the entrance to the library is through a set of double doors just to your right as you enter, you go in there and again it's just, you know, fine, smooth, carved wooden columns, rows and rows of books, but off to your left in that room is another set of doors that uh, appear to be shut at the moment. She, that's where she's indicated the living room is? Uh, uh, yes, and okay. she's kind of, before she went, she just said, like, she kind of pointed, she's like, don't go into the living room, and, and has kind of walked off. And interestingly enough, uh, you see another woman uh, in the library. Um, so, you know, you're kind of, at first maybe you didn't take note of her. She was being pretty quiet, just sort of sitting off off to the the side. You see she's she's engrossed in an illustrated version of Dante's Inferno, um, but she's holding the book upside down. This is kind of... Okay. Illustrated, this is like, like a pop-up book? It, well, no, but it, it's... Like, it's... No, this it's like an old, like, gothic version of the book, so it's like, this is like some dark shit. She's... Like, <laughs> she's reading this book. And, and then she... Well, right, and, but she's just kind of, like, intently studying it, and she, then she writes it up, and she's, like, kind of kind of reading it. It's is little, it in the original Latin? Slow down there, Luna Lovegood. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she she kind of glowers over at all the commotion and she's got that like she looks like she's in her mid like probably 40s um she has the look of just like a tired worn out flapper girl you know like she's wearing the like she has kind of like the headband with the feather and like the loose dress and covered in pearls and bangles and bracelets and whatnot and it's just kind of so she looks like she's obviously you know got some some means but um, is also, you know, you get this sense of just kind of just desperate longing for a, the life that was and kind of past youth. And she's got slight tremors as she holds the book. Um, um, so my main goal is, A, am I going to help fund this place? Or B, I kind of have a, a uh, ulterior motive, like I might need, I have a family member who needs help and I'm trying to find the best place for them. So I want to check out the facility, so I'm going to go over to see if that door is unlocked. Okay. The living room door. All right. Um, and you were still, uh, so let's see, Atticus was still kind of searching through the library. Yes. Um, I've got a good feeling about this library. Okay. It's very mysterious. Um, so while you're doing that, we'll say you're kind of walking through, heading over. Uh, I see a skill called anything. library use. Yep. <laughs> That's what I've got. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and give me a library use roll. Let's see. Uh, seventeen. So average success. Uh, so you're looking through, and you notice as you're going through, you know, maybe not everyone might have noticed this, but it's you f start to catch kind of an interesting pattern in the books here. You see, you know, a lot of things that you would expect, like you know, fiction novels for the the patients, perhaps. Um, you notice a lot of medical journals and books of that nature, things particularly pertaining to psychology. Um, but you also happen to notice that there seems to be a strange preponderance of books that cover uh, 
like uh, ancient Egyptian dig sites and Ooh. archaeological um, mysteries and other cultures and things like that. And you just happen to notice there's quite a few of those things in, in this library. And you also notice that there's a lot of books uh, specifically that deal with hypnosis as well. So um, just kind of, you know, you don't see anything too crazy or out of the ordinary, but you do take note that a lot of those books for a library like this. Do any of the books have are a secret lever? You should start pulling hmm. all of them. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go around pulling books. Atticus just starts hurling books. <laughs> you look over and the, the woman with dark hair just kind of glowers and is like, shh, this is a library. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, the, uh, um, so Iris um, and Clayton, you were both interest expressing interest in the door. Do you just want to run over and open the door of the living room? I kind of want to kind of approach it cautiously, like kind of put my ear to the door while te- slowly seeing if the door's locked. Okay. Um, just kind of, I want to be cautious since it sounds ominous behind it. Okay. So you uh, you turn turn the latch, and uh, again, just like everything else in the manor, um, the you know every inch of this place is just extravagant. The handles looks you almost wonder if it's it's at least solid brass, if not gold, and it turns smoothly in your hand, and you slowly creak the large wooden door open and take a look behind, and you're greeted mainly by more nice furnishings. Again, the interior of the room is brightly lit, um, immaculate for the most part. However, you notice looking over by some some sprawling couches, there's some end tables that are kind of tipped over, and there's one lamp that lies on the floor broken into pieces. So seeing that, go, go ahead and give me spot hidden rolls. Anyone who's kind of just looking briefly through the door here. Oh, wow. Um, hard fail. Okay. <laughs> don't see anything. So you can't you can't see much more than that from it's the cleanest accident I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, from your from your position here at the door. Do you want to go ahead and go on into the room? Do I? Uh, I just kind of do a cursory look. Is there anybody in the room? Like that's obvious. Obvious. Can't um, spot hidden people in the room, but yeah, I'm just gonna say you. So you go you go ahead and you don't see anything at first. So you go ahead and open up the doors. Go into the room. Um, it's all eerily still and quiet you go in and out of the corner of your eye you finally catch beyond one of the tables uh you see some white stockinged feet sticking out from behind the couch like on the ground mm-hmm. the wizard of oz <laughs> shit going on <laughs> you can see that the the toes are turned down and just like lying flat on them um, from the feet that you to see to gain drama while everybody else is, you know, occupied. Okay. I'm curious in all the secrets and the fun that are might be hiding behind various different things. <laughs> okay. So I'm kind of wondering if there's going to be, like, you know, a secret book that you can pull, like a secret lever, or maybe there's, like, a crawl space under the floorboards or fun little trinkets I can <laughs> swipe and play with. So I was kind of wanting to do like a, uh, my own spot hidden check to kind of look around 
Let's see if I just don't see anything fun. In the library? Okay. In the library, yeah. All right, uh, go ahead and give me a spot hidden. Roll. Well, everybody's... I don't think I've seen anything fun. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> you, you let out a sigh as you just look around at this, you know, extravagant but otherwise very ordinary library. Um, you're kind of, you start maybe pulling books off the shelf, you know, just kind of haphazardly looking through. And the woman on the couch just, you know, you, what you do spot is that she's getting more and more agitated by the moment. And she's she looks over and she does say, well... Whatever you do, darling, do not throw any of those books towards the windows. If you break those windows, they'll fly in here and they'll get me. And and then no one will have a good day. And so she just and after that she kinda of goes back to her. Can I can I before she goes away, can I lean in and go Is it the mermaids? <laughs> it's not mermaids. It's it's the flying creatures, the bats, the bats, darling. They'll get us. And then I hate vampires too. They'll creep me out. And then she just kind of, you you like she you can see that just moment by moment she's she's like trying to wor- process this, like work through this in her mind, and she eventually kind of comes to the conclusion that they're going to get us, aren't they? Aren't they? You you've seen them. You know they're going to get us. And your little dog, too. <laughs> I guess do we check then, on... Okay, yeah. Let's, so while this is going on... There are, are the medical professionals like... Yeah, the medical... Yeah. <laughs> okay, another... another We've got two crazy ladies over there. <laughs> so, so, your crazy uh, morphine injection aside, I kind of lean over to you and be like, do you see what I'm seeing? Like, maybe we should go check that out. Yeah, we probably should. That would be what a doctor would do. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you peer around the couch and you see that the legs are attached to, to nothing. a body. <laughs> uh, it, is, Ooh, that's uh, fun. It, it is in fact a body lying face down on the floor and there appears to be a large puddle of coagulating blood underneath uh, her head. So she's lying like face down and you just see a puddle of blood kind of leaking uh, under the couch. Can I go and, check her pulse? Yeah, I would uh, do first aid. Okay. I'm gonna check her pulse first. Thanks. So you move to the body. Do you like roll her over? I'm just reaching just, for a wrist. Okay, so you yep. go to the wrist, uh, take her pulse, and she's dead. You don't. You don't feel anything. I won't. Okay, so now I'll roll her over, and then if you want to try first aid, go for <laughs> well, it. Well, she's okay. dead. No. So you roll her over and give me a sanity roll, because as you do so, you see the handle of a pair of scissors protruding from her left eye, Ooh. just the blades buried into her eye socket. Me too, I take it since I'm right there. Yeah. Alright, roll. I rolled above my sanity. Okay. Alright. I got a... So you'll take one point of sanity damage. And I can't push that because it's way off. Do you get anything special for less than half of... I rolled pretty good. Um, so if it's a success... So Wait, so sorry, you said you failed... Yeah. Oh, okay, actually, sorry. Give me a, a 1d3. So, yeah, do the whole thing with the d6. Like, roll a 1d3 and see how many. Um, for you, since you succeeded, you'll still take one point of sanity damage, but that's it. You'll okay. have to roll. For I got a four, so that'd be a two. two. Yeah, so you'll take two, you'll points, take of two points of sanity loss. So, with a jolt, um, you know, you just. just I shock kinda, at the horrific injury. I kind of stumble back, like, yeah. not expecting that. 
Alright. Um, being done in the library, could I have found myself wandering? And after all of this is said and done and their shock kind of slowly subsides, can I, like, pop up behind him and go, Do you think she's done with that? Oh, God. Oh. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, give me a sanity roll for that. You're like, I don't have, I have reduced sanity loss. But for corpses, blood, accidents, uh, and, and accident victims. But you're, alright. It, it's not the, it's not the seeing it, it's that you're doing something more <laughs> insane. <laughs> like, so if he fails, does he, like, get more? <laughs> Um, do I want to roll lower or higher than my sanity? Lower. Uh, lower. Okay, well, I, I succeeded then. Okay. So it still goes down. Yeah, we'll, we'll say <laughs> you only lose a point for going over and presumably, like, poking at the scissors that are, like, sticking out of this woman's eye socket. And everyone is really beginning to question how in the world you got onto this boat headed for this I, I lean into Clayton. Are you sure you don't have any more morphine? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I do, but... <laughs> bitches be crap. <laughs> uh, so, I'd have to go check for signs of blood on the guy that attacked uh, our Ooh. busty friend here. Okay, <laughs> that is a cool call. Alright. Um, so, yeah, so you go and check to see if you notice any blood... Yeah, go ahead and give me... Oh, it'd probably be a medicine, like just a medical roll. Barely a success. Okay. So you're checking over his body. You don't notice any blood. Well, actually, that's not true. You notice some blood kind of... Uh, it, it looks recent, kind of coagulating along the back of his head. Um, and as you take a closer look, you see that he's got, like, kind of a, it looks like a wound that is maybe old, but has possibly been, like, reopened, like, on his head, like, it's just a big gash. Um, and you notice, like, as you're kind of studying this wound, like, it definitely looks like he's kind of, like, his head is actually somewhat deformed and, like, slightly misshapen. Like, he's, it appears to have suffered at some point in his life a fairly traumatic head injury that... Um, is recent enough that, you know, it still is kind of giving him some trouble. Maybe it's reopened. Uh, it's I would, bleeding a little I'd bit. I'd probably... I don't know if Irish would have joined me on seeing if this person happened to be the perpetrator, but something doesn't seem on the up and up here. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you also notice... Uh, as you, you know, you really you get down and you take his pulse, it's obviously very slow because he's sedated and everything, but you notice a slight, almost like arrhythmia to his, his heartbeat as well, suggesting maybe he has a, some, a heart condition, just anecdotally, since you, yeah, the medical role. No wonder the morphine hit so hard. Yep, didn't account for that, that's it, that's totally why, yep, yep, that right there. Um, but that's really all you can deduce for now, since it seems like he's still going to be out for, for quite some time. Uh, so. Can I go up to the reading lady and ask what she has heard? Inject her with morphine? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, of course. Um, and can I... I want to try to like look at her sleeves and stuff. Is there any blood on her hands? Like Someone was just murdered. In a very violent fashion, someone would have red hands. 
Okay, um, mm. so you go over and you take a look at her. Do you just want to, like, run up and, like, try and forcibly kind of... No, I, I walk up gently and okay. just try to observe it. Give me a... Like, I would, I would like, oh, is, is that in the original Latin? And I would be trying to observe, does she have any blood traces? Okay, um... I'll give you your choice. You can either make a fast talk roll or a psychology roll. Uh, I'll have to do psychology. Okay. Fail. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know, maybe it's... This is, you know, true field testing of the skills that you've attempted to accumulate over your medical career. And you can tell that there's definitely something a little bit off about this one. So you go over and you try and kind of get her to like willingly open up a bit, like engage her in conversation and just kind of start that dialogue. But perhaps her condition is more severe than you would have thought, but you can tell rather than kind of being soothed by this or starting to like willingly agree with you, you get that she's growing more and more kind of paranoid about your presence by the moment. Like, she starts whispering things like, maybe, maybe he's one of them. Maybe he's a bad. He's one of the bads. Gotta get out of this place. Get away from the bads. I mean, we did all walk in. And start chucking books across the room. <laughs> chucking books across the room. <laughs> Another patient attacks one of our crew, and then we discover someone's dead. But I... I need a drink. I need a drink. She goes over and she like starts pouring, like alcohol from this decanter and just like taking a shaking sip of the just downs it like just chugs the whole thing and then takes her book back over the, the bats the bats okay um but <laughs> if you want give me go ahead and give me a spot hidden we'll see if you know as you're kind of talking with her you're trying to see if that is surprisingly a hard success okay you are able uh as you watch her shaking hands closely as she pours the drink you're able to see that they're spotless like she looks you know very well put together and clean despite her obvious you know mental state at the moment unlikely to have had time to have washed her hands yeah i'm gonna i want to go back in and see the body and see if i can find any evidence of how recent this was like um or if someone like her would have time to wash their hands, or if it was pretty... Like, you said it was coagulating, so it might have been some time passed. Right. Go, go ahead and give me a medical roll. Awesome. Are you shitting me? <laughs> um, can I push? Yes. Uh, if you can... So you can do a couple things. You can spend luck if you want, or you can push if you can describe what it is that you would be doing that would give you some kind of advantage or like okay so just i looked at it i didn't see anything mm -hmm. but then like uh, clayton i have my own little medical bag okay and so maybe i rummage in there and find something like oh an old journal or something that has like observational notes or like instruments or like little i don't know something that would help okay. me like Look for specific evidence. Ah, uh, no, I like that. Let's that that makes sense. Like, let's say, like in your bag, you would have had kind of like a field guide or yeah. like notes on kind of like yeah, Trauma time or death. something. Yeah, well, yeah. So, um, go ahead and make another medical roll. 
Um, so you can push it, and I'll actually give you a bonus die on that, so you can re-roll the tens digit if. So I can re double re-roll. Right, like re-roll it and then re-roll the tens if if it's a fail. Um, it's a just a normal success. Okay. Um, so uh, at first you may not have known quite what to make from from what you're seeing, other than just that it is you know it's old enough that this is probably. Uh, possibly not even happened tonight. Um, but it's... So taking a look at that, you... It, it is something that's it's dried. De definitely dried. It's not fresh. Um, and beyond... You know, just based on the swelling around the wound. And I'm not a scientist, but, you know, <laughs> kind of... Yes, you are. Well, I guess technically... He's not a, a rock scientist. Not a medical. <laughs> He's a rock scientist. The blood does not look like magma. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. He's a doctor. Um, is there any other um, rooms besides the library off of the living room? Uh, no. Or would so, I have to backtrack into the foyer to uh, explore more? Shit. I take that back. So there is... Um, so behind you now, so assume you're facing north. So okay. you entered on the south, turned to your right, went into the library... Then to the north is the living room. There's nothing to the north other than windows that kind of look out over the grounds. Like the woods? Um, yeah, you do see. So the the whole house is shaped kind of like a big T. Okay. Uh, and you are standing in so like... So we can see the end of the T's? Uh, you are in the end of the okay, T. Okay. And so you can see like the base of the T extending out towards the forest. So you see the side of the house... You see the forest. And it's a capital T, so the building's not curving at the Correct. end. Correct, yeah. <laughs> I imagine Melissa's been sitting like there the entire the time the with her hand on the scissors, the like a gear shift going... <laughs> <laughs> like while you were administering. <laughs> um, but yeah, so sorry. All of that is to get back that now as you look out through the windows to the north, and then if you turn and look to your left, there is a one small door off to the left. Uh, and then, of course, you remembered from having been in the main foyer, there is a whole other, you know, the other wing of the T uh, off to the left side or the west. I'm assuming that foyer, you can go keep further north Correct. to go down. Yep. Okay. There's, there's basically doors. It's kind of like the, the stairs, like, wrap up and around to the second floor, and then there's a big entry, like a big hallway, essentially, that continues through the center of the two stairs. Well, I'm just going to, I don't know where Blanche went, but I'm just going to <laughs> open that little door off the living room and just, I'm just going to keep looking for okay. something because it's late and we don't even have a place to stay yet. So. Right. And, and so far, you know, you've been meeting I a found lot of strange <laughs> characters in the body. So. Someone attacks and he's dead. Yeah. I think I would have gone up to Atticus and kind of filled him in. It's like something's... The game is afoot. Something's not right. This isn't <laughs> the Dr. Brewer I have met doing my rounds at the hospital. Um, well, my parapsychologist intuition tells me that something crazy is up here. Yeah, that's true. Do you want to? Is there anything you want to try and do to talk to the patients that remain? So, like, right now, there's really all you can see is the increasingly agitated. Um, woman um I, I guess we will say like when you were talking to her you you did learn that her name was uh, she goes by cecil rudolph cecil yeah 
I guess, um, do you guys want to explore with me? Because, like, I feel like the three people we have out here, one's subdued, one's dead, one's batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. (laughs) 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 So I don't know if we want to find someone else. or And and one oldie that has shuffled off slowly and and, lost her. And fastly at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's actually a pretty good app description. Like, she... She, you can tell it's like she doesn't have that much interest in like engaging um, with you. Like you, you get the sense that she's just kind of and there's no like she's sign of other staff. Like something's yeah. something's weird. Um, um, we, let's go. Let's go find the guy who runs this place, and maybe we'll stumble upon Rose and Sophia and Dorothy while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I will say, so uh, the room that Iris entered, she walked over and opened up that small door, and it led into a bathroom. Like, just it's just normal bathroom. Okay. So she uh, just so, walked into a bathroom, and yeah, that's it? Yeah. So it's like there's, yeah, like there's basically... A bathroom off that living room. Right. So it's like foyer, library, living room, bathroom that connects to the foyer. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, that guest water closet that might be, like, <laughs> Is that a jack, like a jack until she can go through it into yes, the foyer? Yes, it is. Exactly. Okay, so I'll go out into the foyer and meet up with these two. I don't know what Lissa's doing. Okay. <laughs> you do see as you're, as you're passing through into the foyer, there is one other uh, closed off section with the door on it uh, under the stairwell, like under the circular stairwell, so... That's there's so there's that and then there's like a big set of double doors opposite of the library. And, mm-hmm. I think I would go shut the uh, the living room door and pretend like we haven't seen it for now. Okay, that's true. Let's cover our steps. <laughs> so you close everything up. Other we than, don't want the frail. Other than Lissa's fingerprints, presumably being all over the pair of scissors that was embedded in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Scissors are probably gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I probably I should have. Uh, this is something that you guys. I'll just go ahead and tell you since you guys would have noticed. But the woman who had been stabbed in the white stockings and the white uniform, she was very clearly a part of the staff. So that is important. She's staff. Yeah, so you would know that. I try to covertly hide any reference that I may be a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) How exactly? Now I'm curious. You're like turning your clothes inside. I don't know. She just starts rubbing herself awkwardly. Oh, you must be a patient. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a red cross on my um, shirt. No. Go to the baddie lady. He's like, hey, you want to trade clothes with me? <laughs> I'm <try>. moderately aroused. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where do you want to go next? Yeah, let's, so basically you're, yeah, uh, so you've kind of... I'm bored, let's go somewhere fun. Well, here, let's explore the place. Let's find Brewer. Yes. Yeah. This Brewer fella. Who's asleep somewhere, no, and we're, we're told where. We're going to give him the shaky-wakey. Can we take the sleeping guy to my room? <laughs> we don't even have a room yet! <laughs> <laughs> so, my guess would be, the big T is where all the patients are held. So I want to go to the double doors on the left. Because okay. if we've seen... Murder and a library on the right. I feel like the other side's going to be just as good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so you go to the left and uh, open up the big double doors, and you find yourself in a dining room. Um, it's just a, a long, 
table with 12 chairs set around um, the dining table. Uh, just Is it time for dinner? <laughs> elaborate tablecloth, parquet floors, you know, everything. Just amazing in this place. Is it empty? Um, uh, dead people? <laughs> <laughs> if I clap my hands, does a feast appear? <laughs> well, you can try. Is there a patient in the corner singing, Be Our Guest? Can I sit down and talk to my my plate and hope that food comes up? <laughs> or if a... I wave a sock around, will Dobby come? <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, I mean, you're, you're welcome to, if, if you want to make like a spot hidden check or anything like that, you're welcome to um, anyone who's Always spot hidden in your room. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, that's a that ties the n- number for Ten. my crit success. Mine's a normal success. Uh, or mine's extreme a, success. Oh, nine. Nine. Yeah, out of twenty. So that's a pretty hard success. Okay. Uh, extreme. Um, it's oh, extreme. Extreme. It. There's a regular hard and extreme. Yeah. It's under my hat. Regular so hard and like pulsating hard. 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 <laughs> Throbbing. <laughs> So with your throbbing that success... That sounds like fun. <laughs> Don't let Rosa hear these things. To, uh, <laughs> you, you notice that um, everything is totally in order in this room. Like, you don't see any signs of a struggle or anything like that. Um, and the tablecloth is, is, is clean. So, I mean, it, like no crumbs or anything, which suggests that a meal has not been served formally in this room, at least for some time. Uh, that's but that's about all you know. Any other doors? Uh, there is a door to the north. Probably uh, to the of kitchen. This room. Similar to the library living room setup, it's like uh, dining room. That's a good assumption. Uh, Shuffles McGee said she couldn't cook, so let's see what's preventing her from doing that. Okay. There's just a pile of dead bodies in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Chef's making monkey brain. Well, okay. Um... So yeah, so you go into the kitchen and uh, we were right. <laughs> and good, good old Blanche is has made her way here, and and you see that it's it's not so much that she couldn't cook because in fact that's what you find her doing at the moment. Um, she's uh, you notice like you happen to catch her kind of leaning down, and you notice that she unlocks uh, a cabinet beneath. Like, basically, this room that you've entered is a kitchen. Sorry if I didn't mention that. I can't remember. Um, and there's, like, you know, big double sink and just utensils. Um, interestingly enough, you don't notice a lot of, like, knives, but there's, like, pots and pans all over the walls and everything. And you see that she's unlocking a cabinet, and as she pulls it open, you see that that's where most of the, like, more dangerous cooking utensils and things are located. Well, um, at least the knives are put away yeah so she's but she is now you know she's she's gets out a knife and goes to the pantry and pulls out some vegetables and starts kind of chopping those up and she's just like i'm grateful they're all ungrateful i'm just nobody will come and eat my meals and she's like preparing something and um like as she, if she doesn't she, even notice us. Well, she yeah, she kind of looks over and then she's like, hey, "And you must, you must all be hungry. Would anybody like some dinner?" Dinner could be fun. <laughs> I want to know where Doctor Brewer is. Do you want to? Do you want to ask her? Sure. Okay. Um, no rule required. She at this point, you know, she seems agitated but not 
like she views you all as a threat necessarily and she kind of again sort of seems aware of, the, of what's going on and lets you know um, that well he's I think he's still sleeping up in his office and with that she kind of gets back to it's on the second floor I was gonna say she said up in his office that means it's upstairs mm-hmm. so like Third door on the right, like <laughs> there's. <laughs> is his name on the door? Uh, no, team always it, goes left. Uh, Ooh, yes, you. you can't miss it. It's just up the stairs, forward, and then to the left. <laughs> it's, it's, team always goes it's left. Like, yeah, it's, it's always. always um, just left. for I'm still wanting. I'm still trying to find something fun, and when okay. I say fun, I mean probably something that I sure. probably shouldn't have. Right. Can yeah. I spot? Can I try a different spot hidden? Uh, in the kitchen. Yeah. Sure. We, we didn't invite her. She just followed us. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to be a regular beach and just like, oh, yeah, boat. Okay. <laughs> um, there's all kinds of fun stuff in the cabinet that Blanche has opened. I'll put it that way. Lots of sharp, metallic, fun things. Can I use my sleight of hand to grab something absolutely nice um okay so that's a 38 um my sleight of hand is 30 so i failed but i'd like to say that i'm also kind of stealthy and that people at this point maybe are not really paying attention to me because i'm just kind of crazy a little bit anyway and it's like whatever I will let you make a stealth roll. Okay. As well. I'll just fail it. <laughs> yeah, failed it. Just sitting there <laughs> with the knives going, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Like, in her mind, she's like, very stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Basically, you reach in, you're like, you're being really stealthy. You're like staring down Blanche as you reach in. You grab the knife, and then you just hear all of the knives. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly pull it out. Like, Blanche, like, jumps up with a start and turns around. She's like, you mustn't touch those, dearie. They're sharp, and you might find yourself sleeping. And then... I could persuade her to just... Don't worry about it. Uh, Actually, give me... Yeah, give me a persuasion Okay, that that that's a, that's a regular. Oh, well, that's a sixty-nine. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but it's, it's a pass. Okay. It's a pass. Of course. All right. So, um, wow, you must have really good persuasion then. Uh, so she has real good persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at these. Good persuasion. Um, no, they all grabbed their chests. Um, so it's a push-up persuasion. For our podcast viewers. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you, you can tell that I, I don't know. eye candy. I don't know how you manage it. Well, maybe I do know how you manage it, but you calm Blanche down a little bit. Like she, <laughs> she, I, she seemed like she was really uneasy about somebody getting in her space and kind of like, like I said, she had a key and got in there and kind of like she, but she was really nervous about you being in the kitchen and kind of like. And especially grabbing something kind of dangerous. So, um, I don't know if this was a slip of the tongue for Blanche, but she said, don't grab that. 
Otherwise, you'll be sleeping. Um, so, either Brewer's dead, or that's just like they're really quick to put people under if they're not behaving. So, I would just am a little more. Iris will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. So, but unless anybody else wants to do anything with. Uh, Any other rooms in the kitchen? Like um, off, doors off the kitchen? The, just the pantry. You saw her go into the pantry. Um, you kind of go over and like you look in there and that you see that there's a ton of food. I will say that. Like it's just the place is well stocked. You will not have to worry about securing food while you're here. So that's cool. good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get up to the second floor because I think Brewer is dead. <laughs> Well, apparently they haven't been feeding their patients. Yeah, that's true. At least not formally, perhaps. Um, so anyway, you go up uh, the steps and head on into the office. It's not difficult to find following uh, Blanche's instructions. Um, Speaking of, would the Bat Lady be emaciated? Like what we have noticed if she would have been thinner? I'm going to say... Just to keep it in, I guess, the context of the game, like, we'll say you didn't really, well, give me a, uh, give me a, an int roll, I think, would probably be the best. Where's the memory? Uh, That's usually people do, like, an int roll for that is a memory uh, check, I think, if I recall correctly. The, uh, the hard success, the the best success. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, extreme success. Yeah. Um. So you are, you know, you're you're kind of you're beginning to wonder now maybe about the care of the patients, and you try and think back to the people that you've encountered that night, and specifically uh, Cecil, and you recall that she looked kind of gaunt and like dark circles under her eyes, maybe. Um, Shoot, go ahead and give me a give me a medicine roll as well. That is a success. Okay. Um, so not only do you recall what she looked like, you begin to try and think if, if you can recognize the symptoms of anything in particular. And basically she just looked like somebody who maybe have been suffering from acute alcoholism. Like she just looked like somebody who is maybe even a little jaundiced and kind of you know, just not doing well, but but not necessarily because she yeah. was underfed or not being taken care of. That's really hard to tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving you quite a bit there, but... Well, just yeah. in general, like, the people we've come across really need to be in a sanatorium. Yeah, yeah. But it's also hard to tell, is it because they're being mistreated or we they, are they just needing to be here right let's give a good old knock on the office door okay um so you take a knock on the office door and there's no response is she it locked? said he was sleeping yeah see if it's locked uh, sorry. be quiet dark um well, Interestingly enough, <laughs> you notice that the door is not locked. Um, and so you open it up, and... Lissa jumps in bed. 
Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what she's gonna do here, but if she did that, it would probably, uh, provoke a pretty... So, so who all is present as the door opens, basically? Me. And I mean, pretty much, pretty much together. Together. Okay. So everybody go ahead and give me a sanity roll, because they're in the middle of the rug, so it's like there's an ornate kind of, like, oriental rug in the middle of the mm-hmm. room, and you see... Uh, staked to the sides of the rug, there are individual limbs, uh, and there's just this mutilated corpse in the center of the rug with limbs at each edge of the rug, just blood soaking through the entire rug, chest cavity opened up of this body. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare scene. The limbs are from the torso? Uh, uh, like they're not they're attached, not but are they... give, give, I mean, give me the sanity rolls first before we just I, calmly and go and investigate. I barely failed. Okay. Um, uh, I think I passed. All right, roll a d six. Six. Okay. Okay, succeeded. So you'll take. I one, also barely one. failed, but remember, I have reduced sanity loss. <laughs> Two specifically corpses, blood accidents, and victims. Okay, I will. I buried someone like I'll, this I'll the other day. Yeah. Lower, I'll have you take the lower value then, rather than the higher. So you'll take one, 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 six, <laughs> and for oh, you, me. What's that? It's in me. Yeah, for you who has rolled the six, that's gonna be enough. San- what's your what's your total sanity value? Right now it's sixty three. With the six, it would take me down to fifty seven. Um, sorry, what was it when you started? Sixty five. Sixty five, and you'll be. Down I lost two from the scissor 15, lady. Eight. So I'm at sixty three. Yeah, I've lost eight so far, which would put me at fifty. Okay, that is gonna be. That's a pretty huge hit to yeah, your sanity. I was say, that's a lot of sanity for one day, so I'm going to have you... While he's looking that up, I, um, as my sanity goes down one, I say, that's fun. That looks <laughs> like fun. Yeah, 57 is what I'm at now. I pass, so do I not lose? You'll just lose one. And Basically, you won't have to roll and take, like, it's it's bad enough that you're going to lose one either way. That is pretty gruesome. Um... Because, yeah, this guy is just, I mean, the room reeks of blood and just... Uh, Humpty Dumpty. We found Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put him together again. I feel like the, they were taking him apart. <laughs> <laughs> so am I, like, going into, like, a... Yeah, you're having... Paralysis shock. <laughs> Did I really not bring that down? Jared's probably going to have some kind of little fit here to go on with this. <laughs> Get the um, morphine. I'll grab the Valium. <laughs> Actually, at that time, you probably just had straight heroin. Okay, <laughs> yes. If an investigator loses five or more sanity points as the result of one single sanity roll... Uh, okay, I have to test this. Okay, this is the Okay, this is the interesting roll. So roll for an int. Take an int roll. I failed. Uh, okay. So, you... That's that's actually a good thing. Because if you had succeeded in the role, what that would signify is that your brain is fully capable of processing the horrors that you're witnessing, and you just... <laughs> but as it is now, you're just numb. You're basically in shock. 
okay. uh, because of this. So you're kind of, I mean, you're going to, I'm probably going to give you like disadvantage on any kind of it, like difficult medical check or anything that's really going to require you to be, because you're just, I mean, Tunnel almost vision, like wanting to, like, yeah, like I throw focus, up, like yeah. just out of it. So in All shock. Right, uh, I think we should get Iris out of the room. <laughs> But, like, the blood, it would be dried. Or, I would I would want to know, like, does it look like this body is about as old as the previous body? Um, so, that's a good yeah, question. Is, is the heart still beating? <laughs> well, his chest is open. You can clearly see it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I knew you could see it, so I was just curious. Yeah, and, and just uh, just for note, um, you do actually see that his internal organs appear to be there and intact. So that is, in fact, that is factual, what you said. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and as far as age, it's, it's a little difficult to tell just because the, like it's just mangled. Um, but the blood itself looks dry enough that you would guess that it's... Uh, uh, roughly, it's hard to say, but roughly the same time frame as the other woman's so, death. And since it's his room, he has a, he would have a wardrobe. Uh, no, it's an office though. Uh, yeah, office. I know Iris said it may be out of character, but I'm thinking not being dressed as we are might be a good idea right now. <laughs> oh yeah. But don't have our our clothes. But we don't, yeah. That sounds like fun. <laughs> um, so, real quick, just some other things that you see in the room. Um, you do as you kind of you know keep looking and kind of come to your senses. You notice that there's there's a very bloody bone saw lying on the floor next to the body, um, and a strange cryptic symbol is painted on his forehead so it's just like this torso it's torn open disemboweled torso with the cryptic symbol and limbs have we determined or can we just assume that this is dr bowser i mean brewer um we yeah we'll say you were familiar enough with him to recognize he hasn't been like disfigured enough that you can't you you recognize that this is in fact dr brewer I'll say, you know Dr. Bruce, mm-hmm. so he would be able yeah. to confirm. Oh, boy. I'm keeping my money. I'm not <laughs> supporting <laughs> this. place is going to shoot. <laughs> Just put your check well, back in your pocket. What's the uh, Jurassic Park line? Like, after due uh, consideration, I am not supporting yeah, your park. I can't approve your park. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the line that you're looking for is clever girl. <laughs> oh my god. Pretty sure the line you're looking for is holy fucking And on that, dear listeners, perhaps we'll have to wait and see where our investigation leads us. Join us next time for another episode of Small Concept. Oh, I, was, I was about to do that. <laughs> da, da. That actually looks like a little bit.
Dun, dun, dun.